Hey, good morning, everyone. It is 7 a.m. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone had a blessed evening. Good night's sleep. We are on Friday. It is Friday. During the pandemic, it's been weird, right? Because Fridays, for me, were kind of just a day um, during the the heavy part of the the lockdown. Um, so... Fridays, Saturdays, although I don't have a nine to five and haven't had a, a normal uh, job since 2003, um, still there was always some order on the days, right? You knew when Friday was, you knew when Monday was. But, you know, there were some days where you kind of like, the hell is today? Is today Saturday? Wait, it's Wednesday? Like, how did I confuse Saturday and Wednesday? Saturday and hump day are not even similar. So that's, uh, but today is Friday and I think we're getting back to some, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say normalcy because I don't like to, to say that expression, especially like the new norm. <laughs> this is the new norm. <laughs> like shut the up. Not the new norm. Anyway, it is Friday. It's been a long week. I did a lot this week. Got some stuff. I did some editing. I got a film that I'm almost done with called And On This Day. Uh, I really like how it's coming out. It's not... You know, you're shooting with like a, you know, very, very limited everything, except for the actors. The actors are extremely talented, and that's where I'm blessed the most is the actors on this project. So I'm trying to piece together something which is, uh, which will tell a story, which is basically what a filmmaker is supposed to do. So I've been doing that. I had a rehearsal this week. I... Um, had a have a new song that I'm working on, and I sang it for the musician I'm working with on the album. He really liked it, so that's that was a good thing. Um, he said it was stuck in his head, which is actually always always a good compliment with a song. Uh, spent time with my kids. My son got the Thor hammer. I had to make a little video for him, uh, showing the Thor the Thor hammer coming towards him and uh, lightning thunder he just had to have that so i put that together for him had some fun with that i uh, got to spend a little bit of time um with my wife not too much <laughs> i don't we see her we see each other all day but she's working with the kids you know she's a school teacher and she's virtually teaching um i believe they're going to be going back to school uh i think they said february so i don't know we'll see what happens but anyway, it was a good week. Um, hope you all had a great week, great productive week as well. Um, and you know what? This weekend is going to be fantastic also, and next week even better. We have some amazing things happening all over the world. 
um, and our family here has some great things also in the horizon that we're uh, that we're blessed with, uh, with the opportunities to have those those uh, um, opportunities. I mean, we you know we talk about this sometimes, right? You're given blessings, but you're also you also bless yourself. You also create your own future. You create your own path. Um, you set your goals and you go for those goals on your own, right? And there's all the other stuff that you can do as well. People can pray, right? Uh, I talk about postulating, right, which is a decision, making a strong declaration, a decision on something that you want. Um, you can't really wish for stuff. Wishing doesn't ever, oh, I wish I had. No, that doesn't really get anything. You can wish, but you ain't it ain't going to show up on your door, right? You got to work for, for what you want. Um, you can also, you also have to go out and show people what you're doing, right? Because you could sit at home and just work on this amazing thing forever. And if you don't tell anybody, then nobody's really going to give a crap. But anyway, we have some uh, great things for me and my family. Uh, speaking about my family, we, we have two kids, uh, I have a daughter and a son, amazing, uh, just amazing joys. Uh, very difficult, you know. It's weird when you when you're a parent, and it, unless you're a parent, you really just don't understand it. I had <laughs> had a guy say to me, uh, I can't remember where, but we were somewhere working on something, and uh, I said something about my my kids, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I know what that's like." And I thought, "Oh okay, he has kids." I said, "Oh, you got kids? How many kids do you have?" He goes, "No, no, no, I don't have kids, but you know, I got a lot of nephews, so I totally get it." And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly like it. Having nephews and, and and having nieces and nephews. I think he said nieces and nephews. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's exactly like that. Um, it's not. It's not. And those who don't have children, I love when they start giving you advice on on handling things. You know what? Why don't you uh, you know, why don't you uh, why don't you communicate with them? You know, like sit them down and say, listen, um. This is the way it's gonna be, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, mm -hmm. oh, communicate with them. Why didn't I think of that all this time? I was just being a mime. Anyway, so it's not the same thing, and um, having children is a blessing, and it is a very difficult thing. Um, and part of, part of it, I think has to do with, you know, you go through your life and you're kind of reaching goals and reaching goals and, you know, kids will shift your perspective, right? Your viewpoints shift slightly or pretty dramatically where you have to make certain changes or certain uh, decisions, um, that you wouldn't have made had you not have kids um, and you do it because you love your kids and you're responsible and you did make a choice. And I, and we did choose to have kids. It wasn't like we were like, it was a surprise. We wanted to have children. And I'll talk a little bit about, about that in a second, about the, the challenges that we went through. Um, but it does change your viewpoint on towards your goals and you have to figure out other ways of doing it and still maintaining the safety of your children and making sure that they have what they need and but still pushing towards the goal or else 
next thing you know, you turn around and it's like, it's over. And you're like, wow, I didn't do all those things that I was doing right before I had kids, you know. Um, and that's been the biggest challenge, you know. Uh, my daughter is going to be 10 years old next month. In in uh, in exactly a month, actually, uh, almost exactly a month, she'll be uh, yeah. So, um, it's been rough, you know. There've been there've been ups and downs. There've been a lot more ups than downs um, for me, and I've been blessed with the opportunity to to see her grow up and to hang out with her and to really become close and to be able to be there for her when she really needs it and have her also have confidence that you can go to me or, or mom with full confidence. Um, it's been a challenge. My son is four years old and he is just a complete hilarious whirlwind. Um, he's just full of energy from morning to night. Like it's unbelievable. I've never seen this. My daughter was not like this. I mean, I've never experienced anything like this. It is literally from the morning he gets, and the, the moment he gets up, Daddy, play with me. Daddy, play. Daddy, look at this. Dad, watch what I can do. Dad, Dad. he's running around. And, and it's like all day long. I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. And it's it's amazing. It's joyous. I love it, you know. But it's also extremely exhausting when you're trying to answer emails at the same time and you're trying to – your wife is there. Says, well, there's no more school, right? We were dropping them off at school. Um, you know, we had a little – a great – little private school that we were sending him to here. Um, and my daughter was in school as well. Um, and that all ended. Um, so it's just, and we're homeschooling. I mean, we, we had been homeschooling before. We decided to now go back to it again. Um, but, whoa, a lot of energy. So, but I try to use that energy and try to say, okay, he's got a lot of energy. Maybe I can just draw some of that and uh, use it towards handling stuff and instead of um resisting it right i actually try and not all the time i'm not perfect but i try to embrace it so if he comes to me i'm like yeah well show me what is it what is it and if i give him that attention and that interest i think um he suddenly feels acknowledged and he feels like okay i'm i'm, I'm loved i'm cared about somebody's listening to me um that's what i want and that's what he gets you know um and you can see that he then kind of like chills out a little bit because he got that. You know, if if you're constantly like, wait, wait. And I've done that too because I've had like important things. I've had to like emails that I've had to answer or a text that just came in that's something that I have to give a reply to uh, immediately if it has to do with work. And I'll have to say, um, give me one second. I'm going to be right there. Just let me finish this one thing, you know. And he doesn't understand sometimes, you know, uh, why that is. And I do explain to him why that is. Um, and eventually he'll get it, you know. But anyway, that's one of my, what I do. I, I really just try to embrace it, you know. So today we're going to talk about, again, we've been uh, kind of uh, going into this book. Not kind of going into this book. We are going into this book. Uh, the Way to Happiness by L. Ron Hubbard, written in about 1981, I believe. That's when it came out. And the chapter is a little bit long, so I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Um, it's about five about five pages long. Um, but I'm going to read some important sections here, the first section, the middle section, and the end section. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Obviously, you can uh, 
You can pick up this book on your own. If you want a little booklet, the small little booklets, you can actually send me an email, um, which is right over here. Send me an email at johnhenrysoto at protonmail.com. And uh, you'll be able to get, I'll, I'll mail you a copy, a free copy. Um, you can also go to thewaytohappiness.com or .org, .com or .org. And there you'll be able to, actually, you know, I should put that link on my uh, on my website. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to put the link on my website. This way I could just say, go, go to my website. And then that link will take you to to the book. And you can see also these wonderful videos, very, very well-produced videos on each of the precepts. They're 21, and it gives you a, a, just a visual representation of the precept. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, videos. Very Also very... Uh, well-produced, high-quality, produced, award-winning quality and stuff, which is really cool to see that. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, number four, love and help children. So the first page here says, let me get a cup of coffee. A cup, a cup of coffee, have a cup of coffee. Let me get a drink. All right, everyone, here we go. Today's children will become tomorrow's civilization. Bringing a child into the world today is like, it's a little bit like dropping one into a tiger's cage. Children can't handle their environment and they have no real resources. They need love and help to make it. That's true, right? You can't just drop a kid in the world without having some kind of responsibility. And I think about that a lot. Um, with when you see anyone that's really down on their luck, right? Somebody who's really struggling, a homeless person, somebody on drugs, a psychotic walking around the streets, uh, you know, in a really low, low, low place, you know, and you start thinking, this child was born. <laughs> this soul, this person, this uh, man, this woman, they were born. They were little babies. Somebody must have held them, taken them and put them somewhere. And somebody must have given them food shelter for enough of a of a their lives for them to to survive and here they are you know in this uh, and it's, it's really it's tragic but it makes me think about how much um you just don't know you know how much damage you can do on a, to a child by invalidating them by by not letting them express themselves um by taking away things from them you know we buy them things and then we I'm going to take away that thing, you know, say, well, you just bought it for them. It's theirs. They can, if they break it, they break it. They just don't get another one. Right. But we don't have that viewpoint because we spent the money on it. So we're like, mm, you break that up. Give me that. You can't play with it. You know, and it's, and then they, they get this sense of, uh, that they don't own things, you know, that they can't own things. And there's a whole stuff on that. You can research that on your own as well, but that, that is a thing. I know there are people out there that be like, well, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, it is that. You just go research it, you know. Um, children are just uh, people in small bodies. You know what I mean? It's not like they're any less of a person, right? They deserve respect just like anybody else. So would you like if, if I have this hat on and somebody says, did you spill something on that hat? I was like, yeah, a little bit. Give me that. That's it. I'm not going to get you because they bought me the hat. And I'm like, wait, no, that's my hat. Give me my hat. You know, we wouldn't like that either. You know, so why would a child like it? 
you know, whatever they're doing with it, unless they're breaking some part of the house, you know. Um, okay. <laughs> Went in. Uh, so let me just read a little middle section here, which I think is, is really cool. A child is a little bit like a blank slate. If you write the wrong things on it, it will say the wrong things. But unlike a slate, a child can begin to do the writing. Hmm. The child tends to write what he has been, what has been written already. The problem is complicated by the fact that while most children are capable of great decency, a few are born insane. And today, some are even born as drug addicts. But such cases are an unusual few. I mean, growing up in the Bronx, uh, uh, seeing uh, when crack was a, you remember we had the whole expression, crack babies, remember? That was a thing. People, these kids were born on, I mean, can you imagine being born a drug addict already? They got to wean you off the drugs because your mother was, uh, had issues and could, couldn't uh, confront life. Um, so let me see. It does no good just to try to buy the child with an overwhelm of toys and possessions or to sm uh, smother and protect the child. The result can be pretty awful. So that's interesting, right? Just buy them stuff. That doesn't work. Doesn't necessarily work. <laughs> Does no good, he says. Um, what has to make up his mind? What is he trying to get the child to become? This is modified by several things. A, what the child basically can become due to inherent makeup and potential. B, what the child really wants to become. C, what one wants the child to become. Mm. And D, the resources available. But remember that whatever these all add up to, the child will not survive well unless he or she eventually becomes self-reliant and self-moral. Otherwise, the end product is likely to be a liability to everyone, including the child. That's important. So, I'm going to read the last section here. It will help the child enormously if you obtain understanding of and agreement to this way to happiness and get him or her to follow it. It could have an enormous effect on the child's survival and yours. A child factually does not do well without love. Most children have an abundance of it to return. The way to happiness has on its route the loving and the helping of children from babyhood to the brink of adult life. So I was just talking to my daughter yesterday and She's going to be 10 next month. And I gave her a hug and I was like, listen, you're always going to be my little girl, okay? I don't care how old you are. She kind of laughed and said, okay, daddy. <laughs> um, very sweet having children. And um, the things you say to a child really sticks there. And I know that because I remember things. I was, I was lucky. I had uh, very supportive grandparents. My mother was supportive wasn't always uh you know uh it wasn't always a bed of roses but it was it, it was more uh validating than invalidating right uh, my grandmother was a little rough 
my grandmother was old school Puerto Rican lady, uh, you know, from Puerto Rico, never learned really to speak English, came here in the 50s and worked in a factory for 20 years. Um, but she always provided. She was a, definitely, and she was the, the, the head of the household. There was no question about it. There was no, um, my, my, this whole thing that people, uh, the whole women's movement sometimes is a bit, a little bit lost on me when it comes to my grandma because my grandmother was e extremely independent, always took care of the household. My grandfather literally would get his paycheck and just hand it over to her, and she would do all the finances. He never knew what we had, what we didn't have, money wise. Um, all the bills were paid by her. She controlled where we moved, the furniture we had, how the house looked. Um, all of it she was the she was in charge and i always thought that that was a normal thing and i didn't know there was a, a another side of it um but yeah she just and she didn't want to be taken care of that way she knew she could be be taken care of her herself you know um now my grandfather was a gentleman he was a, a great man a very supportive man so he took care of me um i never met my father my biological father but my 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 grandpa was my father. You know, he raised me uh, amazingly, and you know, yes, he's he was older, so it was difficult for him to like you know play ball with me and teach me how to, uh, you know, uh, roller skate and all that stuff. I I learned how to do all those things uh, just being outside and seeing other people doing them. But um, he gave me a, a tremendous amount of love and. Uh, and support, which is really what I needed growing up in that environment. But my grandmother was very, very uh, uh, liberal, um, um, independent, I should say. Um, and she believed that, you know, working hard, you know, meant to go into school. It was just, she wanted to be, she wanted me to be an accountant. And so, you know, what the book says here about, you know, about the slate and what you want the child to become, right? I think it's one of those points that he makes in the book where, you know, it, it relies on those four points. And one of them is what do you want the child to become? And I remember my grandma just wanted me to become an accountant. She wanted to be a, for me to be an accountant. That was like her biggest dream. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess that was a big job back, back in the days, getting an accounting degree, right? Um, I don't even think, I don't even know if they have that anymore, if it's a thing. But um, I did end up working for different businesses where I did a lot of accounting, a lot of paperwork, and a lot of banking stuff. And I remember telling her about what I do, and she was like, oh, so you became an, you, it's like an accountant. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess it's, it is an accountant. She was so, she was so happy. And I was like, yeah, I guess I, I did become an accountant. Um, but, um, you know, music was something she knew that I loved, and uh, but she, I think, had a little bit of a different views on on music because uh, all her brothers played, all my uncles, um, my great uncles, they all played, and they taught me my first chords. You know, and I saw them building guitars and repairing them as a little boy, and I saw guitars all the time. So um, it was they were a big influence on me, but they were also not they were accomplished musicians, but they were not, they didn't do anything with it. They didn't go and they didn't start a band and 
play clubs and do all the things that I did. Um, and I, and also were drinkers, you know, they were wonderful men, but I, I think a lot of times though that generation just drank, you know, and, uh, um, not, not so much to, uh, to commit crimes or anything like that. They were, they were drinkers, they, but that's what they did. You know, my grandfather was a drinker, uh, my uncles, you know, they drank. And I think my grandmother kind of thought that that was part of that culture, which I guess to a certain degree it is. If you go out, people, young musicians think that that is part of it. You know, you you drink, you smoke weed, and now you're in the music business. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you got to go write songs and go present them and, and uh, get out there and, and do that. But um, so this was part of the... Uh, interesting uh upbringing that i had um and looking back now all the things that they said still stuck you know the so any negative things they weren't many but there were a few things that i remember being mm, kind of sucks um and it stuck so even at my age now i'm still I, I still have those memories so i'm very careful when i talk to my kids and i think that's the most important uh thing that i can do for them is to make sure that i don't invalidate them that I acknowledge the, their interests and that I support it and that I also encourage them to explore the world and to do things and to, to grow up and to be uh, able, you know, an able man and an able woman to go out and, and contribute to the world and be productive. So that's, that's, um, that's my take today on uh, love and help children from the way to happiness uh, we are, that's number, what was the number again? I always forget the numbers. That was number four. And tomorrow is number five, which is honor, honor and help your parents. So that's a, I talked a little bit about that right now, actually. Uh, maybe I didn't talk about the help part, but honor definitely. And, uh, I think, uh, tomorrow we'll talk about that. And this chapter is uh, not too long at all, so I can read that chapter tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, tomorrow's Saturday. Uh, Monday. I'll be back Monday. Monday morning, 7 a.m. Um, we'll be talking about that. So have a wonderful weekend. I know this week uh, a lot of things went on this week. Um, those things do not affect the individual that has strength in his heart and love and uh, abilities to make things happen, regardless of what the world is, is giving you. Um, thank you. So I have a user here says video looks nice. Impressed to see Proton Mail. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, it says Facebook user, so I don't have a name. So if, uh, I'll check it later, and uh, hopefully I get a name. But thank you for watching. I appreciate you all. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Remember that the world out there is uh, is there. And but you have your own universe that you can create and you can actually achieve goals and you can make things go right um, just by flourishing and prospering and focusing on things that really matter. Um, everything else will eventually take care of itself. Um, evil will always go down and they'll create some damage and they'll fool a lot of people. But evil will be destroyed. And um, it's apparent because it's happening Every day, uh, unless you watch the news, you don't watch, you don't, you don't see the what really is happening. But when you're out there, really investigating the world and investigating what's happening in the world, you get to really see that um, there are people winning every day and people losing, evil people losing. 
and uh, it's just going to get more and more. So hang on. It's going to be a great ride. God bless you all. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday morning at 7 a.m. And as always, peace.